Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we talk about the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And the IPL has started. Yesterday was CSK versus KKR, and today we have two games: a doubleheader, MI versus DC, and Punjab versus Bangalore. Now we've already talked about the Mumbai Indians and the Royal Challengers Bangalore in an earlier episode. So today, let's look at what the Delhi Capitals and the Punjab Kings have to offer in this edition of the IPL. Let's start with Delhi because Delhi actually had a very good auction. They were one of the most entertaining sides in the auction because of the way their owners were at the auction table. And I think when you're the team like Delhi, with the success that they've had over the last two to three years under Shreya Sayer, Rishabh Pant, and Ricky Ponting, it's often difficult to replicate that kind of a squad. So they've lost Shikhar Dhawan, they've lost Ravi Chandran Ashwin, they've lost Avesh Khan, they've lost Kagiso Rabada. And they've lost so many important players that were, were key to their fortunes over the last few years. But they've actually done a fantastic job. So let's look at who all Delhi have got. Prithvi Shaw, David Warner. I think the steal of the tournament was David Warner at 6 crore. Salfraz Khan, who's just scoring 100 upon 100 upon double upon triple hundreds in the Zanji Trophy. Ravman Powell, Mandeep Singh, the under-19 winning captain Yash Dhul, Ashwin Hibad, Yudhishab Pant will be their captain and wicketkeeper. Aksal Patel, Mitch Marsh, the lord himself in Shardul Thakur, K.S. Bharat, Tim Seifert, Lalit Yadav, Ripal Patel, Andrik Nokia, Lungi Ingidi, Mustafizur Rahman, Kuldeep Yadav, Chetan Sakaria, Kamlesh Nagarkoti, Khalil Ahmed, Vicky Oswal and Praveen Dubey. So, I think Delhi have very successfully been able to cover any holes their batting lineup would have had. And in terms of their bowlers, with a combination of Nokia and Ingidi, and maybe even Mitch Marsh to offer a few bowlers along with Shardul Thakur. They have a pretty good triumvirate of fast bowlers. Aksal Patel will provide that spin bowling option. And I hope Kuldeep Yadav gets an entire season. But last year, one of the best factors and key moments really for Delhi last year and the success that they had was the form of Avesh Khan. And they don't have Avesh Khan this year. Who have they got instead of Avesh Khan? Maybe a Khalil Ahmed, maybe a Kamlesh Nagasgoti, maybe a Chetan Sakaria. They'll want Khalil Ahmed, who's sort of gone under the radar over the last few years, to replicate that Avesh Khan's kind of season. But Avesh Khan last year got 24 wickets, and that'll be very difficult to replicate. They've got Aksal Patel to come in at number 7 to play the Ashwin kind of role for them last year. But I think the big thing for Delhi this year is the captain, Rishabh Pant. Over the last two seasons, Delhi have consistently backed Rishabh Pant and they even made the decision to go with him over Shreya Sayyad, who actually did a fantastic job for them as captain. It is definitely a coach-led franchise, but Rishabh Pant will be batting at number four in that batting lineup. That's where Shreya Sayyad used to bat for the Delhi Capitals and he's been one of the most successful number fours in world cricket over the last two to three years. So a lot of pressure on Rishabh Pant, who's in a very comfortable phase in his career right now with the form that he's been in as of late in the series against Sri Lanka, both in the T20 format and in the test format. So Rishabh Pant, definitely that player to watch out for. I think another very interesting buy Delhi made was the buy of Mitchell Marsh. Now, both Marsh brothers, be it Sean Marsh or Mitchell Marsh, are always injured. And I think right now, Sean Marsh might be injured and Mitchell Marsh is fit. And it's unfortunate because they are such fantastic players. But if Mitch Marsh comes to Delhi and is able to adapt to Indian conditions, the way he plays in Australia and the way he played in the T20 World Cup in the UAE, then I think Mitch Marsh at number three could be a very important player for them. Because the moment they play Mitch Marsh at number three... 
Mitch Marsh provides them a few overs and couple that with somebody like a Rovman Powell coming in at number five or number six, and all of a sudden they're able to play Salfaraz Khan, who's going through a little bit of a renaissance in his career. Salfaraz Khan, not always the most consistent, not always the fittest, but now he's gotten a lot fitter. And I know form in the Ranji Trophy is not a key indicator of the way somebody would perform in the IPL because the format is completely different. That's Test cricket, this is T20 cricket, but he's scoring double hundreds and triple hundreds. And I think Salfaraz Khan could be a fantastic pinch hitter at number 5 or number 6 for the Delhi Capitals, followed by somebody like maybe a Yash Dhul, Shardul Thakur, Aksar Patel, and you move down into that side. What's the one problem Delhi might face this year? Well, Anrik Nokia is the bowler they backed instead of Kagiso Rabada, based off of one performance in the UAE last year, where Rabada had a bit of an off-season in the second half of IPL 2021. Nokia was their best bowler last year and they've gone for Anrik Nokia. But ever since the T20 World Cup, Anrik Nokia has been injured. And if Nokia is injured, it poses a lot of problems for them because you don't know if he's going to come back and bowl at the express pace that he used to, even if he is fit. He is in the Delhi camp. There's no guarantee as to whether he'll start. But the thing about Nokia is he doesn't have a slower ball. He doesn't have a Yorker. He has a decent dish bouncer. But the entire concept of Anrik Nokia's bowling is he just bowls at 150 kilometers per hour and 99% of batsmen cannot handle that express pace, especially when they're looking to score. So even if he doesn't get wickets, he'll often be very economical. If he's not fit enough to bowl at that express pace, bowling in the middle overs without many variation, ball comes straight onto the bat, good batting conditions. I think the form of Nokia could be a big problem for them. So, if Rishabh Pant has a good season with the bat at number 4 and Andrik Nokia is able to replicate his performance of last year, I think Delhi are looking very strong. What about the Punjab Kings? Because Delhi Capitals, since the last auction cycle, have been able to develop a legacy for themselves. They took the devil out of the name, changed to Delhi Capitals and ever since then have been very successful. Punjab last year changed from Kings 11 to Punjab to Punjab Kings, but they haven't been able to create a legacy for themselves. They've had a couple of very good seasons like that one under George Bailey, and they'll hopefully look to replicate something like that this year with Mayank Agarwal as captain. Now, the big thing for Punjab, of course, is that they've lost KL Rahul. I mean, Ever since the last big auction, KL Rahul has been the highest run scorer in the IPL. The difference between him and the next best run scorer is over 500 runs. This KL Rahul, who played for Punjab Kings as captain over the last two seasons, was somebody who was consistently a five to 600 run bank. But he scored that at a strike rate of between 125 and 140. KL Rahul's a destroyer of batting lineups. And he wasn't able to do that at the Punjab Kings despite scoring a mountain of runs because they didn't have the backups and the batting depth that they needed. So what have they done this year? First of all, Mayank Agarwal is going to take over the captaincy of the Punjab Kings and I think that's a very good decision. Mayank Agarwal, again, like Rishabh Pant, is at a very comfortable phase in his career and will be able to effectively lead them. He's also not in contention for India's T20 side, so there's no World Cup ambitions that he has to look for right now and can really work towards building a legacy at Punjab. And to replace KL Rahul, I think they've almost found a like-for-like replacement in terms of numbers in Shikhal Dhawan, who's been one of the best Indian batsmen in the IPL over the last three to four years and has been able to up that strike rate. They've also got Johnny Bairstow, Prab Simran Singh, Bhanuka Rajapaksha from Sri Lanka, Jitesh Sharma, Tarek Mankad, Liam Livingston, Shahrukh Khan, Odian Smith, Harpreet Brar, Raj Bawa, Benny Howell, Rishi Dhawan, Ansh Patel, Atharva Taide, Kagiso Rabada, Ajdeep Singh, Rahul Jahar, Sandeep Sharma, Nathan Ellis, Vaibhav Arora, Ishan Purel, Baltej Singh and Zitik Chatterjee. 
So straight away, Punjab have done a fantastic job of the auction and have put up a very good first 11, especially their top seven. Look at who all they've got in their top seven. If they open with Mayank Agarwal and Shikhar Dhawan, play Johnny Besto 3, Liam Livingston 4, Shahrukh Khan 5, Odeon Smith 6, Harpreet Brad at 8 and Raj Bawa at number 7. That's an incredibly powerful top 8. They wrap up that side with Kagiso Rabada, Alshdeep Singh and Rahul Chahel. If they want to add an extra bowler and they back Rabada to bat at number 8, they can even play a Sandeep Sharma if they choose to do so. That's a fantastic starting eleven for any team in the tournament to have. But it still has a few problems. There are a few chinks in that Punjab armour. The first... Rabada is going to be coming late. And if they don't have Rabada, then they don't have that enforcer in their bowling side. They might swap Rabada with a Nathan Ellis. They might actually go in with the extra batsman, bringing somebody like a Raja Paksha and play an Ishan Purel. But still, without Rabada, that bowling attack doesn't have enough bite. Because all of a sudden, Arshdeep Singh starts being the leader of that attack. And Arshdeep Singh has been a fantastic bowler for Punjab, especially at the death. But I don't think he's ready to lead a bowling attack. So their bowling is heavily reliant on Kagiso Rabada. What about Liam Livingston? They've invested heavily in Liam Livingston this year in the IPL. But Livingston is not a tried and tested product at the IPL. He's done very well in good batting conditions where you can score a lot of runs. And when batsmen make mistakes, you can get a lot of wickets as well. But under this kind of pressure, he didn't have the best tournament last year with the Rajasthan Royals. So if Liam Livingston has an off-season, then Punjab are again in trouble. What about Odeon Smith? I mean, Odeon Smith came to that India West Indies season. It was like he was auctioning for the IPL. Odeon Smith doesn't hit small sixes. I think his default mode is just hit a six out of the stadium. And that can be very beneficial for Punjab. But then again, Odeon Smith is very new in international cricket. And the IPL is a different kind of pressure altogether. And historically, Punjab hasn't been the most stable franchise. So will Odeon Smith have a good IPL or not? What about Shah Rukh Khan? Shah Rukh Khan is the only player in the Indian domestic circuit today who can come in and within the first five balls hit at least two sixes and can play those cameo roles at the end. Sort of like somebody like a Hardik Pandya used to do five or six years ago in the Mumbai Indians before the injury trouble started. But Shah Rukh Khan chose to leave the Punjab Kings and CSK bid heavily for him in the auction as well. So there were other franchises looking out at Shah Rukh Khan as a possible player to pick. But Punjab, because of the heavy perks that they had, were able to buy him back. Is Shah Rukh Khan going to be happy at the Punjab Kings and is he going to be able to flourish? Is Johnny Besto going to be able to flourish at the Punjab Kings? Is he going to keep wickets or not? Because as of now at England, he's very crucial to that test side. So that might be a priority for him. Is Mayank Agarwal going to be able to rise to the occasion of captaincy? Shikhar Dhawan is 37. Does he still have it in him to produce another couple of good IPL seasons? So there's a lot of ifs, buts and whats for the Punjab Kings to deal with. They haven't created a legacy for themselves in the IPL as well. But if they can go into this tournament with clarity of thought, let the management and people involved in cricket actually run the cricket this time, then the Punjab Kings can genuinely have a fantastic season. And if they are able to do that, I'm almost certain about the fact that Punjab will qualify.